Welcome back to the Value Adds Value podcast. My name is Kyle Krieger, and I am here with my co-host and co-founder, Wilkie V. Law III. We want to thank you for taking time to listen and share your stories with us. We appreciate you, whether you're listening on SoundCloud, on YouTube, on iHeartRadio, or on iTunes. We are a podcast for educators, created from a six-year conversation between us, two educators from different backgrounds and journeys that discovered that the true value in education is in the connections that teachers make with their students and the relationships that develop from that connection. The purpose of our podcast is to provide educators a platform to share their voices with others, make those connections, and to return value to the classroom experience and the teaching craft. Above all, we believe that when you add value to yourself, you add value to others. So welcome to Value Adds Value. Again, we want to thank you for checking out this podcast. If you want to connect with us, please feel free to find us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram as at value as value. And you can also find Wilkie and his teaching experience on Instagram and Twitter at its.will.law.iii. And if you could do us a huge favor, it would mean the world to us, no matter where you're listening, whether you're on iHeartRadio, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. If you could hit the like, the subscribe button, and leave us a rating or review, it would mean the world to us. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Value Adds Value podcast. Folks, welcome back to the Value Adds Value podcast. My name is Kyle Krieger, and I'm thrilled, as always, to be here with my guy, Wilkie V. Law III. Will, what's happening? What up, what up, what up, what up, man? Excited to be here. Excited, yeah. excited to be here. Yeah, this is episode 10 of season two, man, we're, we're killing it. And we're calling this episode Falling Back to Standard Time because it is the 7th of November, which, fun fact, T-minus 365 days till we get married. Wow. Not, 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 sorry, not you and I get married. Till Brittany yeah, yeah. Married. Let's, let's clarify for the people on here that... that uh, that hey, but technically, technically, our marriage happened about six years ago. Yeah, so, yeah, we've so, been so, together so a lot. So we've been together. So we, a lot we've been, we've been together a little longer than that. So, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna have to make a big deal out of that on social media today. But that's crazy, crazy to think about. But uh, man, how are things with you? You were just, you were just talking about little victories, you know? You, oh man, I just, um, you, you know, you know, I, I make it known. I don't hide my my flaws. And one of the things that I'm very um, much trying to do better at is being on time. Um, uh, and so this week, this week, I've, I've actually made it to work on time every day. And so I'm pretty pumped. I'm going to keep the street going. Everything's already prepared for me. When I get up from here, I can just shoot, boom, boom, boom. And, and I just really started using my wife as my gauge. I'm like, when she leaves the house, I want I have to be no more than 10 minutes behind her. Um, and kind of awkwardly, you know, with it being daylight savings time right now, I mean, falling back to standard time, when I wake up in the morning and I put my dogs out, I can actually sit them out earlier because the sun's up at around 6.15, 6.20. Mm-hmm. And so I don't like to put them out there when it's completely darkness, you know, unless I'm out there with them and kind of run around because I don't want them to get spooked by something, barking, wake the neighbors up. So um, mm-hmm. having that time to be to put them out there. And even get some time outside, you know, 
this whole week I've been going outside and just, just looking up and reflecting. Um, you know, that was one of my all time things that I love being in my backyard, just to sit up and look at the sky and just to kind of reflect on who I am and what I'm doing and how I'm doing. And, and like I can say, I'm able to do that and I love it, but I'm kind of getting into the, um, our discussion for later, but man, yeah. So on time every day, going for day four today. And, um, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. You know, and, and over the next couple of months, what we want to cover, you know, we've, we've covered getting set for the year, right? We covered, you know, in October, the power of reflection. Thank you again to Brandy Grant oh, for, for just killing it on that topic. Um, I've actually had some coworkers who listen to the episodes and, and, awesome. and, and they say, we're like, Oh my God, how did you find her? You know? And I was like, you know, AI. Divine, divine intervention. <laughs> right. Right. Perfect timing. Um, you know, but over the next couple of months, what we want to make sure we're doing uh, is helping you continue to grow and get better over these next couple of months. Cause we know right now we're about two and a half weeks away from a week off. And then after that, we're three weeks away from two and a half weeks off. Mm -hmm. And we know how difficult it can be to get our kids back into routines after those two breaks. But I know I've been guilty in the past of sort of letting my guard down over these last, next couple months to where even I have to, at the start of the year, come back to the expectations and, and, and re-engage them. And frankly, just in the last five minutes that we were talking about as we warmed this up, you changed my mindset on it. Cause I was saying, I always thought it was because, you know, the days are longer, you know, the, the daylight is shorter You know, we're back to standard time. It's, you know, right now it's five 30 and it's completely dark. And when I leave, it'll be completely dark. But you know, when I get home, it's almost completely dark, but either way, no matter what we're saying is, these next eight podcasts over these next two months, we want to make sure teachers are going in the right direction and gaining momentum and gaining steam for that second half. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just important to, to, I believe in using everything our environment gives us to, to, to uh, promote us where we try to go. And I think a lot of times um, we, we get stuck into this kind of, and I'm gonna call it a, a myth that that we that we're victims of our circumstances and we're victims of our environment when actually our environments are just catalysts to 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 shape us into something different. Um, you know, too much sun all the time, you know, is not good for anybody. Too much darkness all the time is not good for anybody. So you've got to find that balance. And most of the time we look for that balance in the short term and don't look at that balance over the long haul. Mm. And, and, and where it's important to have that balance in that short term, you know, those short term balances, it's really more important to make sure you establish that balance that's going to kind of go out and last. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of what teaching through these holidays you have to do. You know, it's like, you know, if you're looking at, a, you know, uh, a balance, you know, when you shift the fulcrum, you can actually add more weight on one side than the other. Mm. So, so it's like when you start kind of balancing that way, you, that's kind of how you have to start looking at it. So you're stretching yourself out more, but you're understanding that, that you're getting some relief in there, even though you're stretching yourself out because now you have more, you, you start to have more behind you than you have in front of you. And then when you get to that point, 
you get closer to that end, now it's like, okay, I can release it. You know, and as teachers, I tell everybody, we have that beautiful thing of saying, we know we have a, at least a two-month vacation where we can build ourselves up coming in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And if you maximize the efforts that you do during that summertime, it gives you that strength and that fortitude when you get to those Novembers, Decembers, Januarys to be able to have the mindset to shift that focal, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to kind of move that self. You know, I use this whole week as a reset for my class. You know, push the button, let's, let's reset, let's start over. We're going to start over and we're going to go back to the basics. You know, morning affirmations, touching the principles, understanding what's going on with, with what we do and why we do it. And so I just think it's important to kind of kind of do that. And um, that helps in the long run. You've got to have that balance. You've got to seek out the, the, the long-term balance, mm-hmm. not, not just the short ones. Yeah, and I, and I know especially in my case, but I think in a lot of teachers' cases that summer months are only, you know, I used to only set it up for really September. I was like, if I can get September set, I can – I can stay out in front during the school year, and it never happens that way. Mm-hmm. Oh no! It never. It, it's <laughs> such a flawed mindset. It's such a flawed. And you know me; I'm very much a spontaneous, creative person. And sitting down to have that that real long term plan for my school year is is a challenge for me. But even mm-hmm. even now, being you know two months into my school year, I'm already thinking about how. I want to do it this summer and how I want to, how I need to right now be writing down the things that I did and the things that worked and things that didn't. So this mm-hmm. summer, when I look at it, I can create a, a, a better vision of the school year for next year. And I think coming back to, to your point about the long-term plan, this is, this is maybe the most important part of the year. Because I know how many times I've let these two months slip away and it made my school year on the other side of of the new year a lot more difficult than it needed to be. And it should get easier. You know, I shared with the new teachers, I shared with the new teachers the other day, uh, I met with them the other week at our campus, and I shared with them that as you progress, your toughest months should be. September and October. You know, you hear the stories, oh, it takes 15 to 21 days to, to develop a habit. And I, I tell people, I say, that is, that is absolutely true. But it's 15 to 21 days of doing the same thing every single day. We know our students don't do that. Our students are not rule followers every single day. So you're constantly starting over and over and over and over. And it's easy for us to get frustrated and give up in September and October and be like, oh, you know what, man, they just not going to get it. But it's just September. It's just week four. You know, right now I'm saying to people, guys, it's just week 12. That's how I'm approaching. I'm like, we're just in week 12. They're like, but by the time week 12 comes, they should have already had it. There are some things that we don't have yet by week 12. There are some of us who struggle with things that we've been struggling with things for 12 years not just 12 weeks. So how do you expect a child whose cognitive framework is not there, it's not concreted in yet to where they can make those type of decisions and make those type of adjustments are going to get it 
if the people who are responsible for training and developing, you're always giving up on them, which exposes them now to do whatever they want to do. And now every single year, every single teacher is trying to gather these things together and bring it back together. And you're fighting yourself every single week versus just saying, again, this is the expectation. Mm-hmm. This, this, this is it. Yeah. And, and that reminds me, and we're going to do a little bit of a shameless plug for our educators to educator session, which is coming up at the end of December called halftime yes. adjustments halftime. in, in, in working out the details of that, we were trying to find the right analogy, you know, and each school year, you know, we think of it as a finite time period, those nine mm-hmm. or 10 months that were with those kids, but we should really be looking at it over the course of a career, mm-hmm. more like a football season or a baseball season or a basketball season where you're playing, you know, Football is 16 games, basketball is 82, baseball is 162, whatever it is. And we have to look at it as we're growing through that time, through my career. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's funny because you just turned me on to the book, um, uh, Infinite Game. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just started listening to it the other morning. When you mentioned it to me, I downloaded it on Audible and I started listening to it on my way to work. And when he talks about there are no real winners or losers. There's no, there's no finish line in our profession. Yeah, you know. And then that 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 resonated with me because again, while at my niece's birthday party this past weekend, uh, I run into one of our former students from sixth grade who's in eleventh grade, who's a junior now, um, and and just to be able to interact with her and say, as soon as I heard your voice, I got excited because I knew that was Mr. Law. I mean, can you imagine if I was that teacher she despised? She would have did everything in her power to stay away from me, but she purposely put herself in our party. She was, they were, they, she was literally right there with us the entire time. And you could see the reaction on her face. And I told her, I said, I don't forget faces. But did you go to, I said, you went to Stella? She's like, yes, I did. And when she said that, I was, she was like, you're Mr. Law. I, re- I heard your voice and I remembered. I went back to your class. And she gave me a hug. She got my social media information. We took a picture together. As a matter of fact, this saying this now, I, I told her I would post it and tag her, and I didn't. So I'm going to do that. Um, but it's just like we have to realize there is no end game. Because for our kids that we're impacting, what we give them is going to continue to live on. Even if I close my eyes tomorrow, the experience that Delilah had in my classroom, something I said, something I did will continue to live on. So there's really... The only way you lose is when you quit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Infinite Game, or The Infinite Game is the new book by Simon Sinek, the author of Start With Lie and Leaders Eat Last, and it's incredible. Uh, I'm listening to it for the second consecutive time just to try to pick <laughs> everything back up again. But it can be so difficult, especially in this time frame. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're told just just take it one day at a time and just get through the next day and and we have that mentality oh if I can just get to Thanksgiving and if I can just get to Christmas it'll be okay when <sighs> you you can't have that mentality you have to say I gotta get I gotta squeeze everything I can I gotta squeeze everything I can out of it before Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and I gotta squeeze everything I I can out of it before Christmas so when those kids come back like they're excited to see me. They're excited to be back, but also 
they have a firm understanding of expectations. And granted, it's going to take time from January 3rd, 4th, 5th. But also, too, and another shameless plug for our, our, our session in Educators to Educators, but you should be taking those two weeks during Christmas, and, and, and not the whole two weeks, let's, let's clarify. But you should be taking a day or two to look at what you've done. Look at mm-hmm. who your kids are. Look at who you're up against. Look at what worked and what didn't work, and you should be making adjustments. You mm-hmm. should be making adjustments for the second half. You know, like you you were saying, no no football coach that's out there getting his, you know, brains beat in is going to go into the locker room and not make any adjustments and say, you know, we're fine. We're doing great. You know, we, we, we hobbled our way into the locker room, you know, in November and December, and we're going to come back out, come back out fighting. You know, so I, I really feel like, like I said, even just in the last few minutes that we were talking leading up to it and through this, like my mindset changed. And and I think with that, you know, what are some, some concrete tips you would give teachers over the next few weeks leading into Thanksgiving and, you know, the few weeks after leading into Christmas that really can kind of, they can grab a hold on to and, and really use going forward? I would say, first and foremost, be present in observing what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you have uh, your head, your, as I like to call it, have your finger on the pulse of, of your, your, your learning environment. Um, it's, it's easy, like, as you said, to let these months get away because, you know, you, you know how we work together. It was usually that holiday time. There was kids out for band. There were kids out for, you know, presentations and different things. And it was easy to kind of um, lose focus and just give in to the fact that, oh, it's the entire holiday season or this is getting ready for fall and winter break. Um, but keeping your finger on the pulse, you know, I think about it as a, as when you have your Fitbit on, you know, it's keeping track of you. What's your pulse while you're working out, while you're walking, keeping track of it. And we just have to be observant and, and be intentional about those observations. Um, you know, we talked about it before in our, I think in our session at, at uh, TCCA about, you know, keeping a journal. You know, and it could be a video journal. You could just open up your camera and just, you know, every day just kind of talk about your, your highs, your lows, um, your uh-ohs. You know, that's one thing that I started adding in my reflection is what was one of my uh-ohs from the day? Um, you know, that moment that it's like, man, I know I could have did that differently. You know, it's like one of them, uh-oh, you know, pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just keeping your finger on the pulse and understanding what's going on in your learning environment is probably, to me, number one. Um, and then I would probably say... <sighs> Be willing to make adjustments. Um, My big thing in my classroom right now is make adjustments, not excuses. You know, we we get so caught up in in we're good at making excuses. We're great at it. Um, But make adjustments. Make adjustments. And adjustment means that if, if you're doing something wrong, when you're called on it, 
instead of saying, no, I didn't do this because, just say, you're right, I'm on it. Mm-hmm. Simple, I'm on it. Yeah, and I think the thing for me, too, is not coasting academically into it, not doing you know, more fluffy assignments and things like that because kids aren't in the mood and they're going to be squirrely. And I think for me, continuing to engage them and giving giving them real meaningful learning is is important because mm-hmm. if you give them stuff that they know is beneath them and they know is just meant to keep them busy, it's going to do everything but keep them busy. Absolutely. If they know you're not taking it serious, they're not going to take it serious. Right, but you know, and that's and that's, but that should be a continuation to where you started because you know, like I tell my kids, I don't tell you to tuck your shirt in, and you see me walking around without my shirt tucked in. You know, I don't, I don't, I won't tell you to to do something and do as I say, but don't watch what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like that's not. Uh, that that should be a continual thing that we do, because again, and, and I said this the other day, our goal is to create lifelong learners, not lifelong academics, not ac- lifelong career-minded individuals, not amazing vocationalists who understand, but lifelong learners. Human beings who understand the importance of gaining new knowledge. And if we ourselves are not that, we can't teach that. You know, would you would you go get taking health tips from from somebody who's unhealthy? Or you the, know what I mean? The twenty one year old life coach. You know, unless you unless you're unless you're 13 years old and you're listening to a 21 year old life coach, yeah. and not to not because there's some amazing there's some amazing young people out there that have gone through some things and experienced some things and are, and are telling it in a way that blows my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, King Nye, uh, for example. You know, uh, mm-hmm. amazing kid. His dad's been on him from the beginning. You know, and the kid is just spitting game. Anybody who listens, like, there's some knowledge I can gain from him, and he's. Mm-hmm. Think, I don't even think he's out of high school yet. Mm-hmm. I think he's. I, I want to say he's still in middle school. He may be in high school by now. I'm gonna have to Google that and put and, and, mm-hmm. and do that. But you know, big shout out to him because he's he understood that there, I have a purpose, and I think that right. advice can come from anybody who understands their purpose. You know, if, if 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 I understand why I'm here and I'm operating in that, then it really doesn't matter how old I am, because I'm operating in my purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, think about Simone Biles. They're calling her the greatest of all time. She's barely, tw- she's not even 25. Mm-hmm. And she just barely turned 21 this year. You know, but would I, would I send someone to, to go get gymnastics or tumbling advice from her? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? She, she's host, she's host, she just hosted her own, um, her own invitation. Here in Houston, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like you, but the champions make adjustments. Champions make adjustments. And, and I told my kids, I say, losers make excuses. 
And they, and they kind of looked at me like, you're calling us a loser? I said, I didn't call you a loser. What I said was, losers make excuses. Mm. And I think that when you understand that, again, are we all guilty? Yeah, we all take L's. We all take L's. We all make excuses from time to time. We do. You know, I make excuses for years of why I was late for work. Then I got to the point where, like, there is no excuse. I just have to make the adjustment. And when you get to that point, when you do that, things shift. And when you're going through these holidays, instead of making an excuse where well, the kids are not going to be here, uh, uh, I'm going to have my class disrupted for this this assembly, or my class is going to be there, so I'm just going to do this. We got this party to do this. We got to do this. They're going on this field trip, so I'm going to be visiting it. Those are all excuses. Adjustments are my kids are not going to be here. Hey, can you record this lesson so we can send it to them so they can have the lesson that's going on? That's an adjustment. That's not an excuse. Mm. And right there, man, I think that's a good spot to end, and that'll be a great lead-in to uh, the next episodes coming up. We are excited for our guests coming up. We're not going to quite reveal them yet, but they're awesome. Uh, a couple things we want to offer you the opportunity. Uh, we've mentioned it twice on here, the Educators to Educators Conference. Um, is an online two-day teaching conference brought to you by Educators to Educator. Uh, so go over to their Instagram or their website to get signed up. It's totally free. There's going to be hundreds of sessions from great teachers, including us. So make sure you go check that out. And when you're watching us, make sure you tag us. And also, um, we love Nearpod. We're not shy about that relationship uh, with those people. Because they're great people, but their product is, in terms of presentation um, and integration of technology, is second to none. So if you want to try it for free, um, go to go.nearpod.com backslash value adds value. And we still have four licenses that we need to give away before the, uh, end, of the end of the year. So we got to get on that. Yes. Um, so if you listen to this podcast uh, and you want to try Nearpod for free for three months or potentially for a whole year, uh, shoot me an email at kyle at the ledproject.com and tell me why you want to use that. And uh, we'll give away a few. So, Will, anything to uh, close out on? Uh, I would just say to people as you're going into this, use your environment as a catalyst and not as, an, not as, an, as a crutch. Um, it's daylight saving times. It's dark when you wake up. Use that time to reflect and pay attention to what's going on. It's dark when you come home. Use that time to be thankful for the fact that you that you're here and that you're doing something. And and keep a keep a mindset of gratitude about what you're doing through this entire season. And remember why I started teaching in the first place. And if that stays your your main thing, my why every morning before I walk in the building, I'd say why I start teaching. I go back to my Mr. Do-Nothing days, and I go in it no matter how tired I am, no matter what I've done the night before, no matter how I feel, I go in it saying, I won't have a kid feel the way I felt. And so uh, keep your why in front of you during this time and go get it. All right. Well, we love you, and we thank you for listening, and we will be back again soon with the Value Adds Value podcast.